Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Hallelujah. This second session is where what I did with the first session was I taught on the subject of our adoption in Christ. And I had to do that to bring a doctrinal foundation and a doctrinal basis on the subject of the ministry of angels. And this is very critical that without understanding who you are in Christ, without understanding the adoption, the ministry of angels will be a teaching or a subject that can be easily misconstrued because of the many theological foundations and teaching around the subject. We've heard so many teachings, individuals who believe that the worship of angels is correct. But until we have understanding about who we are in Christ, our adoption, which I did first, we're going to be tossed by every wind of doctrine. And so the first thing that I've done right here is to help you establish that you are the beloved. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody shout it loud, I'm loved. And then I went further to say, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. Pardon me. Hebrews 1, 14. It says, are they not ministering spirits sent forth? Sent forth to those who would inherit salvation. Are they not ministering spirits? So you see the reason why they are even ministering spirits in the first place is because number one, you are already adopted. And that's the foundation. And so right now, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to get right into the subjects of our focus, the theme of the Feast 2023, Sabbath. Are you ready? Are you sure? Spirit of the living God, open up the eyes of our understanding. Expound this teaching to us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Now, I would encourage you to open your Bibles because we're going to do a little bit of Bible reading. And we'll go right into it. The word Sabbath, some people call it Sabaoth, some people call it Sabioth, whatever you call it. It's found in the Bible, and let's start by reading the book of Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9 and verse 29. By the special grace of God, I'm going to make an attempt to break this down for us in such a way that we understand it. Romans chapter 9 and verse 29. It says, And as Isaiah said before, unless the Lord of Sabbath had left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom and would have been made like Gomorrah. 
Now, if you open Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 9, Isaiah 1 and verse 9, you will see in Romans chapter 9 that we read, it was referring to Sodom and Gomorrah. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 9, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 9. Not Romans 1 9, Isaiah 1 9. It says, unless the Lord of hosts, so at this point he calls it the Lord of hosts, unless the Lord of hosts has made us as a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom and would have been made like Gomorrah. James chapter 5 and verse 4. James chapter 5 and verse 4. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your field, which you kept back from fraud, cry out. And the cries of the reapers have reached the years of the Lord of Sabaoth. Now, what is the word and the meaning of Jehovah Sabaoth? What is the meaning of that word Sabaoth? You see, there are many times we call the names of God. Sometimes we say, you know, Jehovah Makadesh, Jehovah Shikma, Jehovah all of those things and that's okay but you see until we understand the real meaning of these words we are going to just be calling those names just a hyper good name just like everybody's calling the names but we'll not really understand the meaning of that name so what is Jehovah Sabbath now the meaning of the word Jehovah Sabbath or Yahweh Sabbath or Sabbath is actually taken from two English words Number one, it means hosts. Number two, it means hammies. Number one, it means hosts. Number two, it means hammies. Now then, the word host there speaks of God who is the creator. The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 17. Let's go there. Colossians 1 17. Thank you, Lord. It says, for he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Next verse. Verse 18. It says, let's go to verse 16. Let's go to verse 16. It says, verse 16, please. Verse 16. All right. For by him all things were created in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or kingdoms or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. So write this down. Number one, the king of all the heavens is called the Lord of hosts. Number two, the universal sovereignty over every army, both spiritual and earthly. The universal sovereignty over every army, both spiritual and earthly. Now, the word the Lord of hosts has been used in the Bible almost 250 times. And the first reference that we saw the name the Lord of hosts in the Bible was a woman called Anna. If you turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 10. 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 10. The Bible says, and she was, a, she was in bitterness of soul 
and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Next verse. Verse 11. It says, And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you would indeed look on the affliction of the maidservant and remember me and not forget the maidservant, you would give, but would give your maidservant a male child, then I would give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. But look at what she says. It says, O Lord of hosts. Now guess what? What is the revelation or the insights that the woman Anna had about this name, the Lord of hosts? Now also, are you aware, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, there comes Goliath and David. David was going to face the battle against Goliath. And then he looked at Goliath and said, you come, with me, we come to me with swords, but I come to you with the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the angel armies. What is this understanding of the Lord of the angel's armies? What is this understanding about the Lord of hosts? So let me put it this way. Who then is the Lord of hosts? Listen to me very carefully. Because you see, it is very important for us to have this understanding about who we are talking about here. Because when we talk about the Lord of hosts, some people might be thinking we're talking about a God that just does whatever he likes. Listen very carefully and let's go this line after line. Who is the Lord of hosts? Now remember the Bible says in the book of Psalms chapter 24 and verse 1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The worlds and they that dwell therein. For he has fallen upon the sea and established upon the flood. Who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? It says, he that has a clean hands and a pure heart. Let's go all the way down. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Watch this. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door. It says, and let the king of glory come in. Now look at the question. It says, who is this king of glory? It says, the Lord strong and mighty. Please go, get, go there, verse, verse 11. Verse 11. Okay, go back to verse 9. Aha, let's start from here. It says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Next verse, verse 9. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your heads, ye everlasting doors, and let the king of glory come in. He asked again, who is this king of glory? He then says, the Lord of hosts. So who is the Lord of hosts? Who is the Lord of the angel armies? Open your Bible with me to the book of Isaiah 47 and verse 4. Isaiah 47 and verse 4. Because there's a misconception that sometimes we have in the body of Christ. And in a moment, I'm going to get into it. Whereby the concept of Trinity is largely misunderstood by many people. The concept of God, the Son, and the Spirit. And sometimes we use them interchangeably and correctly so. There is an understanding we must have as to who is who when we call some names. So who is this Lord of hosts? Now the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 47 and verse 4. It says, as for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, his, his name, the Holy One of Israel. Who is your Redeemer? Come and talk to me. Who is your Redeemer? Who died for you? Open again with me to Isaiah 44 and verse 6. Isaiah 44 and verse 6. Thus he had the Lord, the King of Israel, 
and his redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Beside me, there is no God. Who is the first and the last? Oh, come and talk to me, church. Who is the first and the last? Open again with me to the book of Isaiah 54 and verse 5. Isaiah 54 and verse 5. It says, Make your maker, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who is called the God of the whole earth. So what we've done right now is to establish the fact that whenever we call the name the Lord of hosts, we are referring to one person, Jesus. Did you see that there? So whenever you call the name of God, and this is why it's very important to understand this, which is the concept of Trinity. God in three persons. All of them are God. There is no younger brother. Jesus is not the younger brother of the, of the Holy Spirit. No, they are, they are not younger brothers. They are all God established in their own ways. But all function as one. This is very critical. But you see, when we talk about the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the angel army, the Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 1, let's go back to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. So we understand who this Lord of hosts is. Colossians 1 16, it says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, whether dominions, whether principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, let's start from verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the Bible says this light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Upholding all things by the word of his power. So when the Bible talks about the Lord of hosts, the Bible is talking about the office of Jesus. Jesus is the Lord of hosts. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, with him all things visible and invisible consists. He is the Lord of hosts. Now go with me. To the book of John chapter 1 verse 18. John 1 18. Look at what Jesus said. Because let me say something here. I might touch your theological belief. Many times when we, are, when we start calling all those names of God, all over this, all over that, all over this, this one, that one, many times we always see it from the attribute of talking to the God, the Father. And that's correct. But I tell you, all things consist in Christ. Christ. All things. It's Christ. All authority, all power has been given to him. For there was nothing that was made that wasn't made through him. Glory to God. So look at what Jesus said here. He says, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is at the bosom of the father, he has declared. He says, no one has seen God. Now let me ask you a question here. Was Jesus lying when he said this here? The Bible calls Jesus the express image 
of his person. Speaking about God there. Jesus is the express image. So if you want to know who God is, look at Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying here? If you want to know who God is, you look at Jesus. So let me tell you something. Even the church, when we gather together, we gather in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. Look, that's why I taught you about the concept of adoption. I'm not going to get that in a moment. Because you see, if you don't understand the adoption process, you would think that what Jacob did, like I said earlier, was actually from Ephraim and Manasseh. The process of adoption was because of his son. And so if Jesus is the Lord of hosts, and you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings, now you see that when we talk about the ministry of angels, they are being dispatched to you because of Jesus. And I'm going to show you something in the Bible in a moment. Now let's go a little bit deeper in this. Because you see, most times when we think about Jesus, we only see Jesus from, like I said earlier, from the incarnation in the New Testament. Mary gave birth to a nice son, a great son, and his name is Jesus Emmanuel. So we see Jesus only as that man who walked the Sea of Galilee, who eventually got cute, nailed on the cross, and now you are seated with him, in him, pardon me. But that's not all that we see. Jesus was not first revealed in the New Testament. The revelation of Jesus Christ was not first in the New Testament. Jesus had always been from the foundation of the earth. So from Genesis all the way down to Revelation, we are going to see Jesus from the beginning all the way to the end. That's why we say that the Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. Glory to God. So let's go a little deep into this. Now, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2. Let me show you something. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2. Look at this. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Next verse. Verse 3. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. Next verse, verse 4. And so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, watch this now, Moses, Moses, he said, yeah, I am. Next verse, verse 5. He says, then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Now, let me explain something to you here. This holy ground concept, the reason why, listen, when God shows up in a place, he's holy. So the holy ground process doesn't mean that where you are praying is the holy ground, so you take off your feet. In fact, the reason why God told Moses to take off his feet is actually because according to their practice, when they stand before people of high authority, they take off their feet, their shoes. So it's not a practice. It's not what we turn into doctrinal measures whereby whenever you want to pray to God until you remove shoe, you can't touch God. You are not connected to God. No. Glory to God. But let's keep going. Next verse. Watch this now. Verse 6. It says, verse 6. It says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face and he was afraid to look upon God. Next verse. Verse 
7. And the Lord said, I have seen, I have surely seen the oppression of the people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taxmaster, for I know their sorrow. Pause there. If you read the text earlier, the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord appeared. The angel of the Lord. Now watch this. Many times we have read that text to think that the angel of the Lord there was talking about one of the angels of God. If it was one of the angels of God, that one of the angels of God doesn't have the authority to talk as God. Because if you look at what it says, he was conversing with this angel, then he asked the angel, now if I go and meet Pharaoh, who will say sent me? He says, I am that I am. Angels can't say that. Angels are not I am that I am. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says he is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So I believe without a shadow of doubt that what he was talking about here is the pre-incarnation of Christ. The pre-incarnation of Christ. I'll show it to you again in the Bible. Open with me also to Daniel chapter 3 and verse 24. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 24. It tells us that Christ appeared several times in the Old Testament. Several times. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 4. It says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to the counselor, Did he not just cast out three bonds in the midst of the fire? And they answered to the king, True, O king. Next verse. Verse 25. Look. He answered, I see four men lose walking in the midst of the fire and they were not hot and the form of the fourth is like the son of God did you see that another appearance of pre-incarnation open again with me to the book of Genesis 30 and verse in fact Genesis 32 and verse 30 watch this Genesis 32 and verse 30 and so Jacob called the name of the place Penel for I have seen God face to face and my life is spared. Next verse. Okay, let's go all the way to Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 4. Because Isaiah chapter 12, now further explain the scripture that we just read. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 4. Yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed and wept and sought favor from him. He found him in Bethel and there he spoke to us. Next verse, keep going. Verse 5. That is the Lord of hosts. The Lord is memorable name. So the angel there that you see right there was the Lord of hosts that appeared there to Jacob again. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And look at what Uzziah calls it. He calls him the Lord of hosts. We've established who the Lord of hosts is. Who is the Lord of hosts? Jesus. Are you following me? Show me again something. I want to show you again something. Numbers 20 and verse 11. And Moses lifted up his hands and struck the rock twice with the rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation of their animals drank. Next verse. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron because he did this. Da, 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 da. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1.
Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the seas. Next verse. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Next verse. All ate the same spiritual food. Next verse. That's four. And all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. So you see through the Old Testament how the pre-incarnation of Christ showed forth in the Old Testament. Now, when we say, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts is the king of glory. The Lord of hosts there is Christ. Now, the Bible for that then goes on to say that if you are joined with the Lord, you are now what? One spirit with him. Glory to God. Now then, Revelation chapter 9 and verse 12. Revelation chapter 9 and verse 12. This is very important that we build this foundation before we start talking about what the angels would do and the ministry of the angels. I want us to read this Revelation chapter 9 verse 12 together. And we're going to go all the way down to verse 16. Are we there? All right, let's read together, everybody. One, two, three, go. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not a good energy. We can make it louder. One, two, three, go. Next verse. Oh, pardon me. Revelation 19. Pardon me. Revelation 19. I was wondering four angels here. <laughs> Aha, this is where we're going to. Revelation 19, 12. Let's read it together, everybody. Are you there? All right, one, two, three, go. How come you don't know the Bible? You don't know it. You should know it now. Okay, turn your Bibles off. Glory to God. <laughs> Revelation 19. Are you there? All right, let's read together, everybody. One, two, ready, go. Oh, let's wait for the other people. If you're there, say, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> If you're not there, clap once. All right, I'll wait for you. But I'm not waiting. Let's go. If you're there, let's go. One, two, three, go. Next verse. Next verse. 
Next verse. Watch this. Go back again and let's read it one more time. I want to show you something in that scripture. Let's start again. One, two, three, go. follow talk to me who did they follow so do you see the establishment there of the Lord of hosts now the Bible says we are seated in him not with him you know there's a difference with him means if you sit like this if I say you are seated with him then we arrange like this then we're going to be struggling for seats who's going to be seated next to him but if we say we are seated in him, it means every of us gather together inside. Watch this now. So it means that when the Lord of hosts is moving and we are seated in him, we are moving in him. And the angels, are you following what I'm saying there? The angels are moving with us in him. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? The Lord of hosts. Who died or die? Oh, come on, talk to me. Who died or die? We're seated in him. The Lord of hosts. So, when the Bible says, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts is this king of glory. We're talking about Jesus. Now, listen to me, everybody. This is very important. If you miss what I'm about to say. There is no way you would understand the concept of the ministry of angels without first understanding what Christ did on the cross. Because the experiences of the ministry of angels is predicated on Christ. In fact, the reason why angels are at your disposal is because of Christ. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I'm very backed up. I love that scripture, Romans 8, 32. He that delivered, he that spared not his only son, but delivered him for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all? Give, me, give it to me at uh, uh, the, the, the TPT version. The TPT version, please. The TPT. Let's read this together, everybody. One, two, three, go. Wait, did you read it? The what? Next verse, keep going. Are angels part of those things? Are they part of it? Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Let's go to Colossians 1.16 again. Colossians 1.16. Give me Colossians 1.16 in TPT. Alright, it's there. Everybody, let's read together. One, two, three, go. Realms of government. Now, 
Next verse, verse 17. Now, this is very important that we've established the fact that the Lord of hosts is Jesus. And if you are born again, you are in one union with that Jesus. This simplifies the concept of the ministry of angels for you. In fact, this is why you can be aware of them. This is why you can believe about them. Because it's Jesus. Angels are not dispatched for you just because you can feel good. No, it's part of, remember what I said to you earlier, it's part of the full privilege. Part of it. But look at what the Bible says, Exodus chapter 23 and verse 20. Exodus 23 and verse 20. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll just close here, then we'll get into the ministry of angels, what they do, what they don't do, and all of those things. It says, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Next verse, watch this. Beware of them. Watch that. The beware of them doesn't mean run away from them. He's saying, be aware. Acknowledge. Now the Lord said this to me. While many of us are very aware about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, many of us are not aware about the ministry of angels. And guess what? It is very significant that after the temptation of Jesus, the Bible says, and the angels came to minister to him. In my next teaching, I will then go further and start breaking it down to tell us what angels do. Who are they? Who are the cherubs? Who are the seraphims? Who are the angels? I'm going to go into all of those details. Now listen to me. Listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. You don't need those, those understanding of those things to know which angel is working with you part time. I'm only teaching you for knowledge's sake. Not that we say, two cherubs, come here. And say, seraphims, come here. That's not what I'm talking about. For knowledge's sake. Who is the Lord of hosts? Jesus. Talk to me. Who is the Lord of hosts? Jesus. Now, if Jesus is the Lord of hosts, are you entitled to that partnership with angels? Do you see that it's your right? Amen. Amen. Why? Because the Lord of hosts is Jesus. It's that same Lord of hosts that died for you and I. That same Lord of hosts that split his blood for you and I. And that's the, one, that's the same Lord of hosts that we are together with him. In the next session, I will then go further and start breaking for you these things. I'm going to show you 25 things that angels do in the life of the believer. 25. And I'm going to teach you on how to, let me say this here, and I'll close with this. The Bible says, do not forget to entertain strangers, but for by so doing, many of you have entertained angels. Many years ago, I was traveling from Obafemi Olo University. I was coming to Lagos to do a program. 
I think it was supernatural acts. I was coming to Lagos to pick a camera. I was in the dance group then. I was coming to Lagos to pick a camera that we're going to use for the program to travel back. On our way, and this is um, not hearing God. And let me say something here. Look. Don't use faith to cancel what God has said. Aha. Look at what the Lord said to me that day. I was about entering that bus. I will never forget. The Lord said, don't enter that bus. I said, never. The camera person was telling me that he's already at beggar. I have to start coming out. I was in Ife. I said, I'm going. I sat on that car, in that car in front. He said, he's going to give his angels charge over me. I was quoting scriptures. Quoting scriptures. The car was going. The bus was driving. I sat in front. As the bus, was, the, the bus driver was driving, he looked at me. I'll never forget. He said this in Yoruba. He said, Egbo. That was why I should have known there's a problem. He said, Egbo, which means bros. He said, Kini time, which means what is what's the time? I said, 2 o'clock. He said, okay. He was driving. It was then I would have known that I was sitting down with the, the chief host. Amen. <laughs> of demonic nations. <laughs> he was just looking at his time. In less than 20 seconds after he asked me for the second time, the car somersaulted. I just said, whoa, I'm telling you the truth. That was the first time there was a, I, I used to share this story when on campus, there was a man who sat at our back, Imam, had this turban. He shouted, Jesus, I'm telling you. In my mind, I, I, I was looking at say, leave this Jesus, oh. There's only one person he can rescue here, and that's me. <laughs> The car somersaulted. I, I saw it like, in my mind, I'm thinking, that world. <laughs> These things happen with a split second. We got right into the bush. Let me tell you what I knew about the ministry of angels. I think I shared this when I was on campus then with them. I wanted to, the car was upside down like this. So, it was glass, so we tried to break the glass out and to come out. Should I tell you that part of the story? And I still like story, but let me tell you. One man wanted to come out before me. And I watch movies. I know that small time, if scars on my sword, you go, yeah, boah. Don't tell anybody. I just held leg. I go come out before all of you. He <laughs> broke the glass. I came out and I was standing there. I was just thinking, God, people were bleeding. There was a man who couldn't come out. I looked at my body, my friends. I was thinking, I'm fine. I'm fine. Great, great, great. But this is what blew my mind. Supernaturally. When I was on campus, I used to follow Dr. K up and down there and protocoling him. He gave me a phone, a Motorola phone. It was Android then, as a gift. He just gave it to me one time, I was protocoling him. He gave me that phone. So then, jokingly, I used to tell my guys on campus then that this phone and my man too. Jokingly, I'm serious. Do you know what happened? I will never forget. I came out of that car, for, I haven't forgotten phone. Phone came. I came out of that car, the Lord is my witness. I stood right on the road. I didn't look for any other person. I came out from the bush, stayed on the road, and I saw my phone. Watch this. The phone was like this on the floor. The battery was removed, put by the side. 
The cover was removed, put that aside on a straight line. The Lord is my witness. I stood there, I was scared to pick it up. But I pick up, Shah. Pick the car, pick it up as I put, I was still in awe. A car drove past a blue Toyota. May the Lord bless many of you that have Toyota Corolla. A blue Toyota Corolla, it was less than three minutes, came to the front where I was and asked me to come in. I sat down, I, of course I entered, and we got to Lagos, and bye-bye, bye-bye, and I just realized that I encountered angels right there. There's no way you can explain that thing to me. We talked, we somersaulted into the bush. A particular lady in church one time, we had a program like this. We're worshiping God, serious worship God to God. She was going to, she was coming back from work in the evening. A, a thief came to the door side where, she, where the driver was, looked at the driver, wind down, wind down, wind down. The driver didn't wind down, shot the driver. Went towards where she was. She had the a, a laptop, everything. Wind down, wind down, pointed the gun towards her and dropped it and left. The ministry of angels are, are real. We have to be aware about them. And Jesus, your redeemer, your savior, one you are seated with in him is now the Lord over all of them. Do you see that you are secured? When we begin to go down into it, you begin to see how this is very important for the year 2025, 2024. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.